Is this where the part happens yes. where I'm supposed to do the thing? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's going great. And welcome to Snark Squad Pod, a media podcast full of friendship, feelings, and snark. I'm Nicole Sweeney. My name is Martinez. And we are joined today, once again, by our friends Sam and Jessica. Hello, I'm Sam Schultz. I am the host of SciShow Tangents and one of the hosts of one of the hosts of SciShow Tangents and one of the hosts of Commitment, a Muppet podcast that I do with my friend and yours, Matt Gatos, where we're watching every single Muppet thing ever. Uh, and you can follow me at Slam Schultz on Twitter. Did I do it right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. This is me, Jessica. Um, I am a lover of media in most of its forms. I do have another podcast to do with some friends of mine about horror movies called Macabre Bros. Um, but otherwise, I'm just kind of hanging out on the internet. I am at Antician on Twitter. If you want to look at the posts I do every three months or so there. <laughs> uh, speaking of posts every three months, welcome to this podcast. Um, and, and if you are hearing Sam and Jess's voice, you know that they must be here to do something DC related. And oh, that is boy. true. We are here to talk about the Suicide Squad. Uh, so it's my job now to do the plot synopsis. And it doesn't really matter, honestly, for this movie at all. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> Suicide Squad, uh, when the bar is on the floor, it's so much easier to cross. So <laughs> the government of the island nation of Corto Maltese is overthrown by an anti-American regime, which is super bad news for Americans, particularly because there is a secret experiment being housed in a Nazi era laboratory on this island known only as Project Starfish. Amanda Waller, who you may remember, from some of the most painful exposition known to mankind <laughs> back in Suicide Squad, she assembles a Suicide Squad to go dismantle Project Starfish. On this team is such a pleasure for the eyes, Rick Flagg, perennial favorite Harley Quinn, and uh, a bunch of other people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Captain Boomerang, who I didn't realize was in the last movie, uh, until I looked it up. What? TDK. Yeah, sorry. What? Uh, <laughs> I purged so much of that from my brain. Um, TDK, Weasel, Javelin, Blackguard, Mongol, and Savant. They do not matter at all. Not even the guy who was in the last movie. Because <laughs> when they land on the shores of Corto Maltese, they find that Blackguard has sold them out and they are promptly greeted by a heck of a military force. And everyone dies except Harley and Flag. Javelin, before he dies, gives Harley his javelin. But both Harley and Flag are captured. Unbeknownst to them and to us, the audience, until this point, Waller has assembled a second suicide squad to land on the opposite shore and take advantage of the diversion the first task force created. This team is led by Bloodsport, whose backstory we see, and it's that he's on this damn team because Waller is threatening his daughter with prison time and also probably death. Uh, Bloodsport's whole thing is that he's like a, a super marksman uh, and he's also basically Will Smith's character. I don't know. <laughs> um, but for the new movie, uh, Bloodsport's team consists of Peacemaker, who is very violently interested in keeping the peace, King Shark, a giant shark, Polka Dot Man, who kills people with polka dots, and Rat Catcher 2, who controls rats. Waller tells Bloodsport that their mission has taken a little detour because now they have to go save Flag. The squad fights their way through a camp of soldiers only to find Flag really chummy with the leader because whoops, turns out this was the camp of the Rebellion. Even though all her people have been brutally murdered, the rebel leader <laughs> agrees to help the Suicide Squad take out Project Starfish and the new regime. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Harley Quinn is being wooed by the new president who wants to make her the poster child of rebellions, his new wife. She seems into it until he starts talking about killing children, so she kills him promptly. The general of the new regime takes over as president and decides to torture Harley for information. When Flag finds out that Harley is still alive, he decides that they have to go rescue her. Of course, by the time they make it to her, Harley has rescued herself in true Harley fashion, recovering the javelin left to her by Javelin. 
the next part of this plan is to kidnap the lead scientist behind Project Starfish so that they can get into the laboratory. They do. I'm sailing over like three to four fight sequences here, but whatever. <laughs> they kidnap this guy and they go off to the laboratory where they find that Project Starfish is actually Starro the Conqueror, a giant alien starfish who has little baby starfish appendages he uses to kill people and take over their bodies. And surprise, Starro was actually brought to the Earth by the U.S. government, who has also been funding the Project Starfish experiment all up into the recent coup. Flag, who is actually a good person, wants to take evidence of the U.S.'s involvement to the press, but Waller has Peacemaker on a side mission of making sure that all of the evidence has been destroyed. So Flag and Peacemaker fight it out, and it ends with Peacemaker stabbing Flag in the heart. Ratcatcher watched all of this happen and decides to try and make it out with the evidence, the hard drive herself, but Peacemaker stops her too and is about to kill her when we rewind a little bit to see that throughout this, the rest of the team was planting explosives throughout the building. This means that, uh, you know, the building starts crashing around them because they're planting explosive. Everybody was not prepared for the building to come down, but I don't know. <laughs> explosives were happening. Um, and <laughs> Starro is released in all of this, and we catch up to where we were before, and we see that Bloodsport, like, crash lands in front of Peacemaker. They both shoot at each other at the same time, but Bloodsport's bullet is smaller and more main character-y. So he <laughs> wins. <laughs> And Peacemaker is shot in the throat. Ratcatcher explains about the evidence and Bloodsport takes the hard drive from her and hides it away. Starro is on the island now using his starfish minis to kill everybody. Waller tells the team it's none of their business so they need to pack it up and go home. But Bloodsport has a crisis of conscience and can't do it. So the rest of the Suicide Squad... So the rest of the Suicide Squad follow him out to be heroes. Waller threatens to kill them all, but her own team double crosses her and knocks her unconscious so the baddies can go be heroes. Which, after another fight, they manage to do with <laughs> Ratcatcher calling every rat in on the entire island. A king shark <laughs> nomming on the starfish and Harley jumping through Starro's eye with the javelin, allowing the rats to get inside and, I don't know, eat him from the inside out. Uh, so they win, and Bloodsport uses the evidence not to leak it to the press or, you know, be like a superhero. He just <laughs> says, uh, he buys blackmails their way to freedom, saying that this will not be released if Waller agrees to leave them all alone. And then they're brought off the island, the end. In a post credit scene, we see, oh, one that Weasel is still alive. <laughs> I don't even know if I mentioned Weasel, but he was a character. He's still alive. Um, and two, that even though they're talking about somebody still being alive and you think at first it's Flag because they talk about his heart still beating, it's actually Peacemaker. And he is recovering probably in time for his spinoff series coming to HBO Max in January 2022. Uh -huh. <laughs> the end. You said the plot didn't matter. Wow. That was so much plot, though. It was a lot of plot. Oh. It doesn't, it, none of it matters, though. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of plot and, like, the importance of the plot are that, those <laughs> things don't are not necessarily related yeah that's true <laughs> there are yeah. lots of movies with lots of plot and uh -huh. nothing matters <laughs> but before we get into all of that we're gonna start where we always start did you like this movie sam huh i feel like i was primed to not like it a lot more than I did, but mm. then I came away from it wishing that I had liked it more than I had, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yes. A lot of the stuff I read about it was like, so maybe this will make me sound like a loser or something, but I don't really think that like violence as comedy, I don't find that particularly like compelling. And I feel like that's a lot of what James Gunn does there's always one big scene in his movies where like when that guy's killing everybody with the arrow on his ship in guardians of the galaxy 2 it's like this is supposed to be funny because everybody's dying horribly and that's like this whole movie so i think coming into it i was like oh i'm not gonna like this it's just gonna be like a depressing slog and then it was not a depressing slog but i found it to just be kind of boring more than anything i guess 
there's some spark that wasn't there for me that I haven't quite figured out yet. That's actually a good way to describe my feelings that there there's a spark that you felt kind of should have been there, but definitely was not. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, for me, I mean, I like action movies and violence, but for whatever reason, at this moment when I watch this movie, it was not doing it for me. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just so disjointed and so much like mass murder for laughs question mark was in my notes i was like "Uh, i don't know how i feel about this anymore i don't know so i would say just sort of as a general very simplification i don't i didn't like it Uh, (laughs) i just watched it last night i me it just the laughs weren't funny enough or they were paired with such ridiculous gore that I just, I ooh, it wasn't really for me. <laughs> uh, I'm also sort of like, so I said this at the beginning and it was a joke, but it wasn't because I can't, the bar's on the floor for DC in a lot of ways. So like, <laughs> right. I was like, yes. su- the super, super prime just to like, not like this, especially because the experience with Suicide Squad was so mixed as well. Like, mm-hmm. especially the script was so terrible. Even though I had heard that this one was better, I was still like very hesitant coming into this. Mm-hmm. And so with the bar on the floor, like you almost clear it so easily that I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, like mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> like I had fun. I laughed at parts. But also there is that part of me that can like recognize that this also is not for me. Uh, I, I, you know, like you guys are saying, the uber violence and the like gore for laughs sort of thing is not like what I would sign up for, you know, a fun Friday night that's not the top of my list (laughs) i will say like birds of prey i said the same thing right definitely not for me but i think birds of prey did something a couple steps above this there was something more character driven there a little more i don't know i i I like birds of prey more but same sort of deal like this both of these probably not my jam yeah i it was fine (laughs) (laughs) i also feel like i was primed for this not to be for me (laughs) the fact that it's you know like a villain movie like that you know just in general this is was uh, i said this about the the other one this was never uh going to be my jam i think this is definitely better than the other one again the bar is on the floor but (laughs) but but i i just i feel like it's worth noting that this is a significant improvement over the other one i was not miserable while watching it like i had a mostly fun time watching this movie the reason that i feel sort of confused about how to answer this question is because like i mostly had a fun time there was no point in this movie where i was like unhappy that i was watching Watching it where I didn't want to be watching it. Uh. I forgot that James Gunn directed this, like had completely deleted that information from my brain until about, I don't know, three minutes into the movie. And I was like, oh, this is a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Like that. Uh. Okay, got it. I remember. And to be now. fair, those were some of my least favorite in the MCU. So yeah. everything tracks here. <laughs> There's just like 14 too many things going on you know where you're just like I like I feel like you just need to you need to whittle this down a little bit (laughs) I think that the place to start with this movie is that that plot is the the sort of you know what what was this I will say that there were, even though there were like a million things going on here, I had a good chuckle at some of the ways that they course corrected from the first movie mm-hmm. that felt really obvious to me. And and the moment that it felt obvious to me is when Harley comes strutting in first time into the scene and somebody's like, Harley, how'd you get in jail? And she's like, eh, I, I, something, a bank. And then they just keep moving. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like we're not going to address at all like why she's here, how the last time we saw her to like nothing no okay (laughs) and that is such a departure from like the 10 minute like super intense (laughs) reintroduction and introduction that they did to the first movie that i kind of like i respect Mm -hmm. that you corrected but i also think you went way too far (laughs) they they barely even like explained what the suicide squad was they it was like a couple sentences harley's back let's go action 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 uh so i think that maybe they course corrected too much on the other side but also if you ask me which one i preferred it was this one because again the plot doesn't matter your premise is not that complicated a couple sentences was really all we needed yeah uh so this was better <laughs> see i i like that not only is it better like i actually think that it is generally good for reasons that the first one exposes like yes. there is no way that you make this concept 
make sense. Like, th- th- like this, this whole <laughs> fucking concept that we're like, yes, mm-hmm. we're going to take a bunch of villains and then we're going to make them uh, like, will they'll, you know, fight, like do do what we want them to. And they're like totally going to go along with it and everything's going to be fine. They like, got bombs in their heads. It's they got okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's, that's the thing is, that's all you need to know. They got bombs in their yeah. heads. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Like, they got bombs in their heads. It's fine. <laughs> like, the first one went to such pains. <laughs> To explain it, you know, here is why this is like a really logical and well thought out plan. All the yeah. time, like the whole time, you're like, no, this is not logical. This is this is no. very <laughs> really thought out, uh, whatever. And so I I appreciate the just like immediate. They got bombs in their heads and go the, go ahead. Yes. While they yeah. did sort of correct that part, they still did the thing where they show you something a couple times. Like we saw everyone on the beach get killed, and then we went to the other group. And then we went back to them getting killed again. <laughs> and I was like, no, don't do it again. We just saw this. They're dead. We get it. Yeah. There's some echoes of the first one where I was like, uh-oh. But it wasn't It wasn't as bad for sure. Like maybe they could have squished the music video kind of intro where it shows all their dead bodies together with them dying. And that would have yeah. been like saved you about seven minutes of the movie. Could have squished <laughs> it down a little bit. I mean, to that end, to the fact that we had to like whittle a bunch of stuff down here, you could remove a few things. I, I think that the whole, even though the moment while watching, the moment of like the fake out and there being a second team was like satisfying while watching, mm-hmm. like in retrospect, I'm like, you did not need any of that first team. Like what yeah. What was that? What was that? I, I don't understand what that was at all. And, and the fact that they showed us like that extended sequence of them dying and then mm-hmm. we go back to introduce the actual suicide squad and then we come back to this moment i was like wow uh i i don't think we needed all of that it's the other like thing mean-spirited well yes. they keep, they mm. introduced them twice again they like here's them alive here's the majority of them dead with their names in some cool font and like in the blood in the water i'm like all right we knew that <laughs> the other thing that i was like uh this uh you're wanting me to pay attention here and it, it's too much uh the fact that it was like a president and a general of the coup or whatever i was like i don't i i whatever those characters could have been collapsed and like really changed nothing the whole thing with the president while well, it was fun to watch harley i was just like none of this is needed <laughs> i don't i don't understand any yeah of it. i did like that part a lot i liked whenever harley was on screen i was like oh yeah here's yeah. my friend uh, <laughs> and, yeah. and also rick flag made me feel that way too he was really yeah. good in this movie yes. and i was yes. like mm-hmm. and captain boomerang who you didn't remember my was one of my favorite parts of the the last movie Aww. i feel like what this movie did less good for somehow was that at the first one i kind of came away caring a little bit about the characters but i don't feel like this one built up any of the new cast at all like so Mm. the point when they are killing everybody and then you find out that they are just killing nice people in that camp that they're walking through it's just kind of like well they're horrible i'm not like i don't want to be friends with these people i want to be friends with harley she didn't do this kind of horrible thing Uh, it just doesn't set like even like el diablo from the first one i'm like oh yeah I, I can remember that guy's whole story and I can remember why he was sad. And like, I can kind of remember why Ratcatcher's sad. And I like don't care about Bloodsport at all. Oh, that's interesting. I was going to ask if you, yeah, if you felt the same connection to Bloodsport as the leader of the last team, which was a uh, Deadshot, Dead I believe. Yeah. No, no. They no. made him opposite. They're like, this guy's nice to his daughter. So we're going to make this guy a jerk to his daughter. And that's how they're different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like this at all. They do both have daughters, but. <laughs> the emotional core of your movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is a dick. They realized that the character was too much the same. And so they're like, okay, we got to change it somehow. And mm-hmm. I don't know enough about, I know nothing about the production of this movie. But like, was, were they, was the original plan to have Will Smith come back? And like, is that, was that the deal here? Because it feels, it feels like that was the thing. Like it was supposed to be Deadshot again. And they were like, oh shit. Well, (laughs) (laughs) what do we do? Even down to the fact that he knew Rick Flagg already. It's like totally copying. Yes. They just built it in that they knew each other from before. (laughs) And Uh in a throwaway line, they were like, oh yeah, they uh, served together. He uh, nominated you for this anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Did we Mm -hmm. need that? Did we need it? That's a horrible thing to do to your friend is to say you can put a bomb in this guy's head he's good (laughs) what i've read is that it was written with will smith's character in mind and then it was written that idris Mm. elba would just play the same character Mm. but then they decided 
that maybe they could get Will Smith back somewhere down the line. So they split the difference and pick some oh other character God. who could do the same exact thing. That feels that feels like it. Like that like every like yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> that feels like Even if, well, I just if that is not true, I a hundred percent believe that. Yes. Yeah, well, at least in the other one, we kind of knew people's powers. That's the one thing they kind of skipped. Like, I feel like we knew Diablo's power beyond what we needed to know in the first one. And this one, they're like, uh, they've got guns. So just sort of extrapolate from there. And I was like, wait, but I don't I don't understand. His guns get bigger because of things he pulls off his clothing. What? I think (laughs) in the case of Ratcatcher, that is kind of like. Because what bothered me about her was that she would use a rat stick and it seemed like the rats would touch somebody and then that person would fall over. And it didn't seem like, I don't know, they didn't flesh out her like really anything about her powers either, I thought. And I think that it it is not like an immaterial point that, again, the, the way that they course corrected here was instead of like finding a way to better exposit some of these things they just went oh we did too much exposition last time let's cut it all out uh-huh. and so we we had to figure out everybody's powers as we went and yeah. it was yeah. just very much and and okay that's fine if it was like super strength and super speed um but you literally just have people with like rat glow sticks and <laughs> yeah. interdimensional uh-huh. polka dots like that's not self-explanatory <laughs> no. i need help <laughs> the polka dot one they did actually sort of like work in in this way that it was because everybody is like what the fuck is this guy's deal yeah. whatever and like That's that right. was the only one that i was like okay yes they wove it in right like they yeah. didn't they neither gave us a bunch of senseless exposition um but also like didn't leave us wondering what the fuck was going on in the same way that we were <laughs> with Ratcatcher, which like truly yes i have no idea how i don't get it i don't understand she is the one character that i like do, do feel like i cared about by the end uh-huh. mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. her and also king shark but not because i like cared about king shark just because he was the most fun yeah i also can't explain to you what how her power works i don't know she got stick and and rats like her <laughs> right does, yeah. like, does it cause her like mental effort like it looked like she was maybe or is it like, like we just yeah we just don't know like can anyone pick up the stick and yeah use i think it, rats or? just like the stick i think if she had died somebody else could have got her rat stick right? and been like well, but no, she also I'm had afraid. the rat sidekick that made it seem like she was like affecting yeah like she had some control yeah. over rats i thought it was like an inherent power and then she pulled out the glow stick and i was like mm-hmm. oh I was wrong, and now I am confused. I think Sebastian was just a, he's just a special rat who loved her, I think. He was yes. so cute. I, I, I liked him. He was a great part. Him and the king shark. Thumbs up. Yeah, king shark's just a Groot. Yes. He, no, oh, 100% you know. he's Groot. I like him because he's the Groot yes. of this movie. Yes, he is. Wow. And because he was friends with Ratcatcher, the other one that I care about. So, therefore. <laughs> I think it's really interesting that a big thing that DC has struggled with across their movies is sort of like the integration of all of their movies together, like making a universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that this in comparison to some other things that we have seen is not as bad, but it also does nothing in the larger universe. Mm-hmm. It was so like self-contained. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, it, it's interesting to me because they have once again failed to do the thing <laughs> with this movie. Um, especially in those ways that they were like, oh, Harley's here. And I'm like, that that is a bridge character. Like, there's nothing? Yes. You're going to give us nothing? Yeah. Uh, and they said, yes, we are absolutely going to give you nothing. Um, and to, to be fair, they did give us the little post-credit scene with uh, Peace whoever. I always want to say Peacekeeper, but maybe it's Peacemaker. Uh, oh, a Peacekeeper remember. was in The Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scratch that peacemaker, um, which you know that ties to whatever he's got going on spinoff wise. But otherwise, this is just a bunch like of characters that have nothing to do except for Harley. But they didn't do anything with her either. And okay, DC, you, you still don't get it. Is kind of where I am. <laughs> well, you know that's a good point because even from the first Suicide Squad, the only tieover besides Harley is Rick Flag, and everyone else dies. Who was like with Boomerang? No one else appears from it. <laughs> so you have these characters literally in almost the same movie, and none of them cross over. So it's not even like those two movies connect very well mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and it feels like they want they, that was purposeful this was a reset right they said okay we screwed it up uh forget nobody look at the suicide squad behind the curtain this is the <laughs> uh-huh. suicide squad right the. It's, right it's different 
Um, but you still have a larger universe <laughs> you can tap <laughs> into or, I don't know, something. Another thing I read was that DC might start not doing all their movies being tied together anymore. That 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 they're just going to have them all be standalones. Except when they're not, I think is like... Pick their, a lane! Pick <laughs> a lane! <laughs> Oh. I think that's their new their new tactic. With <laughs> that's this. their new strategy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Which okay oh, again is fine if all of your character if all of these characters had nothing to do with anything but Harley Quinn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, she's the only character people want to go to the movies to see. So obviously she has to be in all of them. It's not just Harley Quinn. It's Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, right? Yeah. Like, so the, right. They, right. It's like I like if you're going to do that if they're going to be well and truly standalone then you have to you have to put a new fucking actor in them. Like I just yeah. you can't like it's this, this person it's i don't know like i don't like why 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 is that person in this one so speaking of why is that person in this movie uh i guess <laughs> we could start making our way through the characters and we could start with our with our favorite harley quinn uh how did you guys feel about this this latest and greatest for harley quinn i really liked that she kind of got like the middle of the movie to have that weird romance with the the president guy i thought that part was kind of fun and it did kind of build it like it did further her character a little bit because it was kind of like her getting her revenge on the joker who obviously for because he makes money for warner brothers or whatever she can't actually shoot but she got to shoot somebody (laughs) kind of like him which i thought was kind of nice i liked that whole part a lot it fits so well because it's like yes Mm -hmm. she is is killing this guy which you know she does pretty easily with with no concerns or reservations because she is a bad guy <laughs> so really easy to do a murder but she's murdering yeah. somebody yeah. That, like i guess she was supposed to be murdering i don't know but like her actual reasons for it have nothing to do whatsoever with like <laughs> the larger well mission. okay <laughs> well fine maybe you're right <laughs> no i don't oh, no, sorry I, I i don't i'm saying that as like a good thing like for this character like oh, her sure. reasons for doing it have nothing to do with like okay. the mission like that's that's what I'm saying. Like that it's no. not she was yeah, yeah. mission. It's not because of the mission. It's because she promised herself <laughs> yeah. that this is she was uh she was gonna look out for red flags in the future and murdering uh-huh. children is a red flag. I, I, I enjoy I love that for her. And I think a lot of this movie was a lot of people standing around and looking at something happening and then they were like, We're got we gotta go over there now <laughs> and stop the thing from happening. But she was like doing stuff about stuff like she was reacting to things not Mm -hmm. just reacting to things but like making situations and being unpredictable so she was just more fun Mm -hmm. than like really literally the suicide squad just stands around and then (laughs) rick flag says like these guys are idiots come on idiots let's go and that's the whole movie that's everything Uh that they do in the whole movie i really liked her in this she was most of the enjoyable parts and there was a little bit of that through line because, you know, we had Birds of Prey. She had Cassandra. She learned, mm-hmm. maybe let's not kill kids. And so then this guy says, I'm killing kids. She's like, all right, you got to go. And that was one of the few <laughs> moments in the movie that, like, really shocked me. Yeah, Just, I, I was like, Whoa. I jumped like, when I she shot jump. him. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that was, like, a fun... Because the movie was trying to surprise me this whole time with this, like, sly, like, oh, look over here, and a thing happens. I'm like, ugh. So, <laughs> but that was one of the <laughs> <true> <laughs> surprises. Yeah. It was. They're like, oh, we're going to subvert your expectations. Yeah. Watch out. I'm like, I know. I know what you're going to do already. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a haunted house or like a county fair or something. It yes. Just like, you just know. Like, geez. all right, that yeah. corner's the one. They're going to make you look left, but really this is happening. So much of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she pulled in a lot of, like, her birds of prey kind of her fight scene was really good in a similar yes. way to her birds mm-hmm. of prey fight scene yeah just like the way she was and moved was kind of shot felt it felt like it was shot more like birds of prey was so they like pulled a lot of the good stuff from that into her yeah they gave her that weird cartoony like uh, yeah sort of effect, and, and like stuff that 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 felt very much like a callback to birds of prey which i appreciated mm-hmm. that was my like big takeaway here i mean margot robbie as harley harley quinn is like you know your your eyes are always going to be glued on her right Mm -hmm. because she's just got that like i don't know she's a in in these movies in that capacity she really is a scene stealer yeah. because yes. she's she's got 
Harley Quinn so down. And I think that a big part of why, even though this is not a character that I am predisposed to like, that I really just enjoy watching her is the physicality of it. And so Mm -hmm. getting her to getting to see her do that extended like escape sequence that was so much a callback to Birds of Prey, at least like visually and watching her like spin with the two guns and like all Mm -hmm. of that like choreography i was like "Ooh, this is the best part Um, (laughs) and (laughs) that is not to say that it felt at all cohesive with the rest of the movie or (laughs) that we still couldn't take away like a chunk of this movie and been fine but like of all of the things that i watched it was most enjoyable to watch her even though this felt detached from a lot of other things that we've seen she still felt like harley quinn and the harley quinn that we've watched throughout this so that was great it very like openly doesn't match with the rest of the movie either because when she meets up with the rest of the team she's just like hello and now i'm in the movie and she never even bothers to like learn what any of them are doing or what any of their names are really (laughs) yeah milton (laughs) milton which is like a joke but also actually what happens in the movie she does not she does not have anything to do with any of it except to be there and be the most famous person in the movie Uh (laughs) going back to my point that we did not need that first suicide squad squad at all no yeah the one that immediately died no no (laughs) they should have just all been introduced together and she still could have been kidnapped and done her fun scenes but yeah that first suicide squad no idea why that happened yeah she it could have been a movie about harley again and then just like rick flag and those other guys show up at the end and that would have been perfectly fine (laughs) 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 what do you think about amanda waller this time i thought she was very interesting and very different than she has been before kind of mostly in that she was played for laughs was a very weird like an interesting twist on her a little bit i think i didn't mind her actually i thought that they they doubled down on her brutality but she was brutal in the last one like she slaughtered her staff yeah that's what i mean like she was played for laughs in that they hit her in the head with the golf club and old Amanda Waller in the last movie would have killed all of them. She would have killed them all immediately. That was a little odd that that didn't happen. But up until that point, to me, I just really realized how much of a villain she truly is in this one Mm because she's like she's obviously just as bad as the rest of them. It's just she's in power, right? Mm-hmm. But everyone's awareness of her villainy was higher in this one. And the fact that the staff is still alive, they didn't explain that well enough because she would have just killed them all. Yeah, <laughs> That's how I felt about the scene where the second Suicide Squad is like asking questions and she's just sort of like engaging with it. I was like, Amanda Waller version 1.0 would never she would right. shut that down like she like she would not be like yes king shark and like <laughs> yeah. like no absolutely oh i forgot <laughs> when she's like in the classroom with yes her. that was she's very just like, strange yes and it was funny it was funny yeah. like i enjoyed the back and forth mm-hmm. the thing is that i understand why i think that it took her brutality way too far in the first movie yeah. probably almost cartoonishly uh-huh. so so uh-huh. they decided to kind of dial it down here and still be like this is a person who will do bad things to get shit done right. but also ha, 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 she yeah. answered king shark's question <laughs> um, so which is a fine character to have in this role it only like kind of chafes because we saw the first movie and we're like uh, i don't know this is not the same person but fine i don't know she seemed like the shark was the only part where she seemed soft to me like she didn't care that the weasel couldn't swim like she didn't she didn't care about anybody except she was nice to the shark she just liked him she just thought he was cute she just thought like whatever i'll just answer it's like you're you're she's not even gonna bother like with the shark but he is kind of cute so i guess i don't blame her he's adorable i feel like he was supposed to die in that part when the little the little guys were getting him you know yeah his little friends and then they went back through and they were like well we'll put him back in because then he just shows up <laughs> uh, at the end of the movie and they're like hey buddy you're back well like is he indestructible because he also felt like 30 stories or more and then was shot a bunch of times point blank and i was like what is he (laughs) he's indestructible except when he's getting eaten by cute little jellyfish and then he is not indestructible well that's handy (laughs) and that's the only way to kill him is is his weakness yes oh my gosh you're right yes (laughs) that's it you solved it (laughs) yeah so many people died in this um you know does it matter? I don't know. But the fact that Rick Flag is dead at the end of this is Aww, a personal yeah. affront to me. That sucks. Um, yeah. I, I, 
<laughs> he was also, I think, softened a little bit from the first movie. Like he had more of like a jokey air mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. I think he was more mm-hmm. like hardline and playing hardball in the first movie. But he had like some laughs and some softness, and he got some hugs from Harley and hugged her back with his pistol. Yeah, uh, you know, uh-huh. all, all jokes and good times. Sure. Um, <laughs> so the fact that he's dead at the end of this, I was like, oh man. And I like John Cena and and all, but it, when, it, when it was him on the hospital and not Joel. <sighs> Oh, I, was I was like so mad <laughs> so mad yeah. he's like he seems like another character you could build um like he could be like a three-line character who pops up in lots yes. of stuff too oh he would be so great if you actually wanted to do like a universe like if that was a thing that they still believed they could do but he would be <laughs> such a useful character for that in terms i mean yeah. in like er- early mcu stuff like they had you know colson pop up yes. in a right. bunch of places right mm-hmm. because it's just like i don't know a random government man like yeah. he's yeah. right yeah <laughs> it's yeah. that government man that you know like <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to introduce a new one each time right your guy. right <laughs> he would be so good at that because because he's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> also that. Also that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Rachel, my fiance, loves him from Altered Carbon. So she yes, was that's also, where I love him from too. She was so sad. She was like, I'm sick of watching this guy die. I can't watch him die again. I can't do it anymore. He's also often naked in Altered Carbon. So yes. That is why I have a lot of investment. <laughs> 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 Harley Quinn and Amanda Waller are, I feel like, the most significant. You know, uh, they were both in the last movie, and like they're relevant to the plot of this movie. Uh, but there's so many other characters. How did you guys feel about Bloodsport slash Deadshot 2.0? Well, you know, yeah, not Deadshot. <laughs> he was uh, he was there in the movie, and he was fine. I guess he sure was in this movie. Uh-huh. He was here. <laughs> I like Idris Elba quite a bit. I do too, but I had no feelings about him in this movie. No, I was just like fine, cool. His his char- his charisma failed him to some extent in this one. I think it's so true. I kept watching, him going like, I know this is Idris Elba, and yet I'm not feeling the feelings, like the normal feelings. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which just probably comes from him screaming at a teenager for a lot of it. No, that did not help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I liked at the end where he's like, hey, like he kind of figures out his team's motivations. He's like, shark guy, nom noms, like polka dot guy, that's your mom, attack it. Like, yay, I guess. I guess. Like, <laughs> that's like the last five minutes of the movie, though. Yes, that was the last five minutes of the movie. <laughs> that's how long it took. He's not really trying until then. No. And his little, like, fight off with John Cena's character when they're murdering the innocent people. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have like liked that, that more had we known they were murdering bad guys. Yeah. Like maybe kill one guy like a scout, the haha if you must do a laugh, James Gunn. But yeah. like the entire village. It was and it was yeah. so people clear. Washing dishes yes. and like obvious, obvious sleeping. to the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't funny. Yes. Oh man. Idris Elba did everything he could with what he was mm. given on a yeah. sort of scene by scene basis you know like the, the the few like the little jokes they gave him like he 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 did it uh he did the thing it's just that most of it was <laughs> yeah. bad i mean i kind of yeah. feel um, about like his performance similar to how i felt about margot robbie in the first suicide squad movie which is that like oh. most of it was like i was not happy about watching it and it wasn't margot robbie understood the assignment but the assignment sucked like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that like that was the issue uh and i feel rather similarly about him in this mm-hmm. movie it was empty. It was just like his whole character was just so hollow and so empty. And like you can tell by the way in which they took this character whose whole thing was this like meaningful relationship he has with his daughter. And they were like, oh, we'll make him a different guy by having him yell at his daughter. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then carry none of that motivation mm-hmm. throughout. He never mm-hmm. pauses and thinks, this is for my daughter. Right. Like we have Duh. none of those moments. He's just like, okay, that's what puts him on the team. Uh, even though everybody else's motivation is just the explosive in their head. Right. Uh, he had to have that ex- additional motivation. But then they just like drop it until the end when the daughter shows up. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> the daughter. <laughs> and he gets another he gets another daughter to care about, too. So. They tried to make that connection, but it was very forced and awkward. Though, I think eventually he has to just say, you remind me of my daughter so that you can understand what's happening. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> We're talking about the rat, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the baby rat, yes. Oh, the little rat. Uh-huh. Uh, polka Dot Man. I felt like I was really supposed to care about Polka Dot Man, but I had a hard time caring about Polka Dot Man. This is the thing. My problem, even with talking about any of these characters individual, is sort of is like all goes back to like my larger problem with the movie just not really having any meaningful like heart to it and Mm -hmm. like there are so many things that on an individual scene by scene level i'm like yes okay this thing is fun polka dot man had some some fun little i don't know his his overall nihilism yeah those bits were fun i guess the way that they lean into how fucking weird it is that i also appreciated but like did i care about this character no i mean no it was it was it was a, it was a bunch of jokes strung together and like yeah. i i enjoyed the jokes like the jokes weren't bad but like uh, th- there was nothing there's nothing there was no substance behind any of that yeah and the joke that he like dies suddenly at the end uh again it's like i get that it's like a oh you thought he'd be have like a big hero moment and but it maybe uh-huh. would have kind of been nice if he had died in a big hero movement in a mm-hmm. big hero moment. It didn't have to be like that nihilistic. Right. He already was nihilistic. Right. He could have he liked the world that. for one <laughs> second. Yeah. For one second at the end, he could have been like, maybe ever maybe the world is okay, and then die doing something grand. And that's a little like schmaltzy or whatever, but you need something, some kind of human emotion to latch on to. I think the most emotion he showed was over the death of Milton. And that was when I liked him the most. Yeah. <laughs> was that whole, like, it was a funny conversation. You know, the guy, the extra, you know, the red shirt with him yeah. gets killed and he's the only one who cares. But, like, that was the first we really saw of his personality beyond mm-hmm. the weird jokes strung together. So it was, like, too little too late. Like, you knew he was going to die right when they pulled the camera away. I thought it, I was like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) We tricked you. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay, I will say, Uh, though, I did appreciate that whole conversation about Milton because I, mm -hmm. like, I clocked him following them in and I was like, why the fuck is that guy still with them? Uh And it was like a question that I had. And so I I appreciated, like, I appreciated the movie answering it. (laughs) And like, especially because Uh I did, like, I noticed it. Like, it wasn't like this thing where, like, they all of a sudden he's there for that little bit at the end like i I saw him being there didn't understand why uh so that i don't know i enjoyed that too again all of the individual jokes on the garland of jokes fine Uh (laughs) the garland of great yeah it that's like the moment at the end where where harley's like thinks that blood sports is milton like she misunderstood (laughs) like as a joke individually on the garland of jokes hilarious the fact that you take it in context and you're like she didn't even know who he was because this was like 18 different movies Uh like that's a problem yes (laughs) yes once again she shows us the best and the worst (laughs) no i love that meta bit though they're talking she's like well what business does this guy have following us in here like it was a great like that kind of like meta silly like for a joke someone's death for a joke commentary like that worked for me perfectly yeah that was the old, like, I agree. the movie was not that. That was mm-hmm. just a rare moment. It did have these, like, rare, clear-eyed, almost self-referential moments. Like, it, it, it understood what it was at points that was, and that was funny. I think the bit at the end uh, where we finally see uh, Bloodsport doing something, it had a very, um, like, <laughs> uh cap call it sort of like energy to it where he's like mm-hmm. king shark nom uh yeah. you know like he's like calling it but it also is so self-aware of like these weird characters or whatnot mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that i thought that that was like a really great moment so it, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that it have more of those or at least that they don't weren't like better integrated because those few like sort of uh very self-aware moments were good mm-hmm. right because that's something that you recognize that you know about the characters so like we know that he's calling the right things and it's like this cool moment where we connect but like you have to know the characters for that to work i really liked at the beginning also uh when amanda waller was describing peacemaker and she was using the same exact she was like in his hands anything can be a deadly weapon <laughs> and I, th- I was like really confused by that because i thought that they had just maybe accidentally written the same line twice and then i liked when he was like what are you talking what are you-, are you kidding me that's exactly what you said about me i like that i thought that was pretty funny that was good. <laughs> yeah. And it's even funnier when you consider that uh, Bloodsport is Deadshot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anything we've we haven't talked about peacemaker king shark uh any of the other you know hundred characters I mean, that were in this I movie i feel like we did talk about them already okay. yeah. <laughs> i don't know what were the themes did, did, were there themes did this movie <laughs> the next thing on my list of questions to ask you guys are about the themes uh and it's not really clear to me that this movie had any themes no i think it was like completely like devoid of any kind of of uh-huh. lesson learned or anything like that uh-huh. probably on purpose but i don't i don't know but what was that purpose? i mean <laughs> even for our main characters because at the end uh there isn't even like a hero moment per se mm-hmm. uh i mean i guess they take down the big starfish but then he's still like i'm gonna blackmail the government yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay that's not an arc at all and then taika waititi <laughs> shows up and says says something about how little guys can still make a big difference or something. Maybe that yeah. was the lesson, I suppose. Yeah, if but... rats have purpose, then we have purpose. Yeah, but also yeah. all the people in the movie murdered a bunch of innocent people who, uh-huh. you know. And even at the end, there's trying to stop the starfish thing, but the starfish thing and all the people around them that we're seeing are already dead. They're all dead, like, yeah. Dead. Yes, all of those villagers are, or, you know, like, I don't know what to call them. Those, like, people are, are dead. So there was a very, again, like, I don't know. I was a, a detached in a way. It didn't mm-hmm. feel very heroic. You know, it's a good point because they turned back supposedly because, oh, we've got to save this town, country, wherever they are. And then they all died anyway. <laughs> and they're like, okay, bye. Like, let's get a helicopter <laughs> from somewhere. Yeah. I was like, wait. <laughs> and then even when they kill Starro, Starro's like sad also because yeah. he's like, yes, oh, yes. I was happy before I was captured. So all of it is just nasty and bad yeah. yeah and then there was a whole villain guy we haven't even talked about which was the thinker guy so there's just oh yeah there's that guy we didn't even talk and it didn't matter none no. of it mattered. didn't matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will say that i had like vague uncomfortable feelings uh in the way that this is an exclusive to the suicide squad but you know it's like oh we gotta go into this foreign country so it Mm -hmm. immediately had those like uh vague brown people bad feelings Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a south american country they're all speaking spanish and even the regime that got toppled was vaguely bad and this new one is worse so it's all a lot of like I, I didn't like it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I at least appreciated that at the bit at the end, they're like, actually, it was the Americans. And I was like, ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <Yeah. laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you. That makes sense. Huh. It didn't really like erase sort of like the high handed way that they portrayed this Cortal Maltese place or whatnot, but at least they came around and were like, yeah, actually, the Americans are the bad guys. And I was like, okay, good. One point for you. Yeah. Everybody's bad. <laughs> I guess is the point. That's yeah. and that is the point. Yeah, <laughs> that is Pretty the theme. Everyone is bad <laughs> except for the rat catcher girl. She did not fit, even though she what robbed a bank. She didn't seem that bad. And yeah, I guess she was. She, she, she was seems okay. Genuinely good. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I did quite like that she was like borderline narcoleptic. I thought that was pretty funny. It was very sappily <laughs> reminds me of my wife who sleeps through every single thing. And so when she was being raised into the shark's mouth, Rachel was like, that would happen to me, I think. I think I could sleep <laughs> to a shark's mouth. I am also very sleepy, so I appreciated that. I didn't yeah. like that it was like a oh, millennial joke in there yeah. about like being sleepy. I was like, I don't know. Oh, I, was... I didn't even catch that, I guess. Yeah, I there was like a, it was a throwaway line and it was unnecessary. I was too busy pointing at the screen saying, that's you. So I didn't hear that. <laughs> the way in which the point of this movie seems to be everyone is bad yeah you could not summarize more easily how extremely not for me this movie is (laughs) (laughs) there is something just so weird to me about the idea of a movie whose point basically seems to be that everyone is bad also being fundamentally a comedy like i just i don't understand (laughs) i don't understand (laughs) what was that what did you watch also on the economy. <laughs> <laughs> also on the heels of Harley Quinn, whose theme also kind of was everyone is bad, except you can get better. Right. Like even the baddest person can get better. Yeah, I don't know. I I think DC really has to give up on uh, on Suicide Squad. I think. I, I think. think yeah. Might. I think yeah. they need to just let this one go. Or they need to I, make I, some I, fucking movies with bad guys in them that can then be in the Suicide right? Squad, so that it's at least <laughs> a little bit interesting. 
There goes no more universe. No more universe. Sam. No. <laughs> nope. And now no more. No more Captain Boomerang. They are really not <laughs> going to give up on the Suicide Squad though, because like I think that this like from everything I heard, people were like, "Yep." good yeah i don't think it made much money but also we're in the middle of a global pandemic so (laughs) (laughs) i feel like this movie was just like brain off vibes yes yeah um and so if you know you get a bunch of people that are like yeah i appreciate that brain off vibes uh also like people more into punch punch laugh like i can see dc being like yep the formula i just don't know that if they continue with this that i would be I mean, I guess I would watch it for this podcast, but I'm not excited about <laughs> yeah, it. You saying. have to watch it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but what are they going to call it? Like, the... Period. The, the suicide, suicide Squad, squad period. Or what are they going to do? Suicide, <laughs> two Squad. <laughs> <laughs> a Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> that Suicide a Squad. Suicide this squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Many Look at Suicide all the Squads. This yeah. or that. I love that one. This <laughs> Suicide, suicide squad. squad. That one. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> kind of leading off of that, I have a question. How do you guys feel about this uh, piece maker spin-off <laughs> thing with John Cena. He's so boring. This is news to me. I am shocked and I don't yeah. know how to react. <laughs> I hated him. Yeah, he was so douche. He no, was so of evil. All of the ones to follow, he would have been my last choice. I'd even follow Polka Dot Man before him. Well, on that enthusiastic note about the spinoff, <laughs> with all of us so excited to continue. To never watch it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Won't we have to watch it for this? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. We, make up, we make the rules. We'll see. Well, I'm going to watch it. I'll just pretend like I'm talking to you guys about it after I watch it. <laughs> Sam, I appreciate so much that you were like, yeah, my friends are going to make me watch this show. And like, that's if I have to watch it, then I have to watch it. Uh, I don't have anything else friend. going on. You're a good friend, Sam. Okay. Yeah. If we watch that four hour thing with Zack Snyder, at that point, Not you sure. know I'm going to watch anything, right? Please. Like, yeah. Yeah. We, we've crossed the point of no return. You're right. Who am I yeah. kidding? I'm going to watch it. Uh-huh. Well... Thank you guys for listening and thanks especially to Sam and Jessica for being our friends and being here. We would love to hear all of your thoughts about this episode and about the Suicide Squad. There will be a post dedicated to this episode up at snarksquad.com or you can find us all on Twitter at snark underscore squad. I am at Sweeney Says. You can find me at my name is Muddiness. I'm at Slam Schultz. And I am at Antisian. This podcast is a Snark Squad production edited by me, and the music is by Stefan Chin. Yeah.